Welcome to the Banned Library Podcast. This is the podcast that usually covers books that have been banned or challenged from libraries, schools, reading lists. You know, typical places where people gather to learn, to soak things in. I say usually, though, because, well, now we're going into movies, films, cinematic experiences, things that are in the cultural zeitgeist at one point or another. Today's movie, Wonder Woman, 2017's cinematic classic about a woman from a, a different place coming to solve the world's problems. One epic kick-ass moment at a time. Because honestly, this is, a, this is a really fun movie. This is good. From a studio with, or a, I don't know what you would call it, a brand that's somewhat problematic, is the best you can say it. Even within Wonder Woman's own scope in the three movies that she's been in. Now, I say normally we do the we're covering books and movies now. We're doing movies now because, well, in a couple of days when this comes out, if you're listening this far in the future, well, life goes on. But September 14th is our 10-year anniversary doing this little band library experience. Not the podcast itself. Not really. I think the Twitter started about 10 years ago, if you can believe that. It's gone through many iterations, changes, advancements, detractments, gone forward, gone back, gone all over the place. So now we're just going to expand a little bit. Of course, we're still going to do books. First week of every month, we're going to do a book. But then the other three, we're going to do a movie. And if you want to hear the rest of the talk about the book, well, go over to patreon.com slash bandlibrary and become a friend of the library for a dollar a month. Twelve dollars a year. Can't beat that price. More if you feeling froggy and want to jump and give us a little bit more. But, yeah, we're going to do movies now. And I'm starting with a little bit of a softball one because, well, well, this is just a great movie. And I found out it was banned, and it's recent. And I was like, holy shit, movies are still getting banned in places across the world, if you can believe that. A little bit about the movie first. It was directed by Patty Jenkins, a screenplay by... Screenplay by Alan Heiberg, from a story by Heiberg, Zack Snyder, and Jason Fuchs. Stars Gal Gadot in the title role, along with Chris Prine, Robin Robin Wright, can't seem to talk today, and David Thewlis, among others. It's an all-star cast, if you know everybody. It's basically the lead lady, one of the ladies from The Fast and the Furious, going, falling in love, with Captain Picard, fighting, prof- fighting Professor Lupin the whole way, with a bunch of other fun folks in there. This movie's actually been in production, or some talk of a Wonder Woman live-action movie, since 1996. But the launch of the Marvel, I don't know what you, Juggernaut, 20 movies deep now, made the other distinguished competition, DC, the DC Cinematic Universe, they sort of scrambled to keep up. Of course, they have so far with a total of four movies. Grossing, of course, around three to four billion dollars, so you can't spit at it, but it's nowhere near what Marvel's done, even in quality, and this is the 
pinnacle of its quality. It does follow, like I said, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, John of Justice. After this was Justice League. Three of those movies have Wonder Woman in them. One of them is good. The other two have decent moments, but are mostly just, I don't know, scenes garbled together to sort of form a somewhat cohesive, if problematic and disappointing narratives. And they don't really work together that well. Who really gives a damn? Once they all come together, they were just very slapdash. Wonder Woman itself was very well received. It had praised across the board for the writing, direction, the acting. Everybody pretty much across the board loves this movie. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe, last time I checked. And this movie itself grossed $821 million worldwide. And it was the one that pushed them over the $3 billion market. So yeah, it was a bit of a good accomplishment. And of course, we haven't really seen any female-led superhero movie since. Hopefully. Coming in the future, we've got Captain Marvel. That'll be a good one. And that's about it, as far as I know. Hopefully there'll be more. I've heard some news. I've heard some grumblings as of this recording. So, eh. Who knows? Maybe. Let's hope. Cross our fingers. Of course. We wouldn't be talking about this movie if it wasn't banned. If someone across the globe said... Yeah, no. I don't think our people are bright enough, smart enough. They don't have the gumption to watch a female character kicking a lot of ass. Not this female character, anyway, because it was pulled from distribution from Lebanon right before the premiere on account of the film's lead star, Gal Gadot. See, Gal Gadot is Israeli, and of course... Being Israeli, she fought in the Israeli Defense Force, the Israeli Army. I uh, can't really exactly remember what the actual name of them are. Please don't come after me. And they led the com- campaign against her, Lebanon did, in accordance with a decades-old law that bo- boycotts Israeli products and bars Lebanese citizens from traveling to Israel and having contacts with the Israelis. So, of course, you know, they've got that law there that you can't have any contact with Israelis, so you can't watch them on a screen playing an ancient Greek goddess. That's crazy talk. Of course, Lebanon is also at war with Israel, so, you know, there's just a little bit more there. Let's just poke the bear a little bit more. The film can, although, be viewed online and is available on DVD. So, you know, just can't go to a movie theater and watch it. Just keep that shit at home. Uh, Due to the Arab League boycott of Israel, it was also banned in Qatar and Tunisia. So, many Middle Eastern countries have sort of just said, hey, keep that thing at home. Don't go crazy. We don't need that. Of course, her other movies, including the Fast and the Furious movies and I think a couple other ones, did not get similar treatment. So it was just when she, you know, became a powerful female icon is when they... You know, squash her down a little bit. So let's get into the plot of this movie. And I'm going to be up front with you right now. The only place uh, currently that you can find this movie, and probably, possibly the public library, but right now streaming is HBO, and I don't have HBO at the moment. So I saw the movie twice in the theater and once on home video. If I got a decent memory of the whole thing, I'm going to go ahead and right now and say it's a very good movie. But I don't remember exact plots going all the way through. So, 
in old Ben Library fashion, I just pulled the Wikipedia summary. And as I read through it and I, we go through, I'll remember my memories. Get as much as I can together. You know, bullshit. God bless that English degree. So the movie starts, present day Paris. Because we've got to link this with the other DC Cinematic Universe movies. Because why wouldn't we do that? Diana, goddess, Wonder Woman, or demigoddess. I'm not sure exactly what you call that. I'd go demigoddess, why not? She's sitting in the Louvre where she works. It's in a fancy glass office. There's shit all around her that's old. Because, of course, she knows about old shit. Because she lived in a old place. I don't know. But she's in modern day, and we know... From the advertisements, this movie takes place, well, a pretty long time ago, so holy crap, she doesn't age. Which also kind of throws a little bit of a wrench into some other plans, but there you go, we'll get to them. She gets this package from Wayne Enterprises, which if you don't know any better, fucking Batman. And inside this package is a photographic plate. And there's herself, dressed up in her costume, looking good. And four men also in their costumes. But they're in more soldier outfits, not, you know, miniskirts and whips or whatever. They're all in World War I garb. She starts thinking about the past and everything goes back. And she goes way back to when she's growing up. When she's the daughter of Queen Hippolyta. That's not right. Hippolyta? Queen of the Amazons. She's the princess. She was raised on the hidden island of Themyscira. Know that one, sort of. Don't know why. Home of the Amazon warrior women. She's the only child there. And they were created by Zeus to protect mankind. That's what we know. That's what we see. Because they're all doing warrior training. And little Diana wants to be hardcore and she's practicing. And the queen's like, I don't think so. Maybe you just sit down and fucking... No, she didn't even give her a book or anything. Just poor little Diana, little girl at this point. She's not grown up to be Gal Gadot yet. She just has to watch and mimic the fighting styles that she's seeing. But we do get a little bit of the history. Because, of course, we've got to have the backstory. So the queen takes her to this big statue thing and all these murals depicting the history of the Amazon and is like all right here's the here's the backstory dump um Zeus and all the other gods they were chilling the Amazons were here on Themyscira ready to be the final warriors you know some hardcore motherfuckers and Ares became jealous of humanity and orchestrated the downfall through war because of Ares can't just be a god of war. He can't be one of the pantheon, one of the personifications of humanity. He's got to be a Satan figure. Because, well, otherwise that's how this movie works. Otherwise, I, I kind of hope that Marvel decides to bring in their version. I always liked Marvel's version of Ares. Especially when he turned back from war and just decided to be a single dad. Yeah, look that one up. It's a weird one. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, it's a little strange. 
became a construction worker, as far as I remember. Kind of a badass dude, though, but, you know, understands that war is a necessary cleansing aid or some nonsense. Who knows? Depends on the story, I guess. So, yeah, Ares becomes Satan and decides to just kill all the other gods and fuck up humanity pretty good. And all the other gods are like, no, but he's the god of war, of course, so he kills them all. But Zeus lasts. Zeus makes it. He uses the last of his power to wound Ares, throw him back down to the ground, force his retreat, get him off the world. And Zeus hangs out with a bunch of hot chicks at the Amazon, of course, because that's what Zeus does if you know your history. He turns into random animals and goes and has sex with women. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? Sorry. Let's not go too deep into that. He goes to the Amazons and said, you're the one that are going to kill Ares. This is what I need you to do before I die. Here's this god killer. And of course, while we're hearing this story, we're seeing this giant statue with a big fancy looking sword thing and some other shit in there. And this god killer is what's going to take care of Ares. And you got to start, you know, really getting badass. So the Amazons are like, fuck yeah. And they start training with bows and swords and all kind of badass weaponry. And that's what we've seen so far. This civilization, a very Spartan, very warlike. But because they're women, also, you know, pretty cool. You know, chill. It's not 300. They're not a bunch of assholes throwing babies off cliffs. They have a baby, surprisingly. For some reason. And Diana. Of course, Diana's growing up. She's getting better. And yeah, she doesn't... The queen doesn't want Diana to be trained as a warrior. It's not how it's going to happen. But Diana's, like I said, sneaking over. Meaning fighting. So, Antiope? I think is how you say that. I can't remember. Yeah, she starts training Diana in secret, of course. Because... I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do? You can only train so many day, times a day before you pick up a little girl and just start training her to kill as well. But she tells her, you know, you're going to have to be better than all of them. You can't just be like one of us. You can't just fall into ranks. You're the queen's daughter. You're the princess. You got to prove yourself. You got to be better than everybody else here, motherfucker. So Diana grows up. Even though nobody else grows old in this whole fucking thing. But she grows up and becomes Gal Gadot. And she's doing her fancy fighting things or whatever. And she's looking out across the ocean one day because they're an island. And she sees this weird fucking thing come out of the sky. It's like a bird. It's like a Superman. No, it's a plane. And it crashes into the ocean. And she's like, holy shit. The fuck is that? Of course she doesn't say that. She dives off the damn cliff. She swims over there, and there's this dude in this fucking metal, what's it, who's it? She pulls Steve Trevor out, played by Chris Pine. And yeah, she pulls him in. She's like, oh, holy shit, who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm a, I'm a dude, who the fuck are you? Where am I? What's going on? Do I still have my penis? Of course I do. That's going to happen later. We'll check that. And he's like, they're coming, they're following me. And we sort of cut back and forth because, of course, big fucking thing falls out of the earth. Everybody on the island sort of notices. It's like Survivor when the thing comes before they vote people off. I've never seen Survivor. But, and then we cut back and forth to the other side, outside the island. And apparently there's like this barrier. 
And there's a bunch of fucking Germans out there. Goddamn proto-Nazis. And they're like going through the fog and it's all dark and weird. And they're like, that fucking plane was around here somewhere. I know it was. And back on the island, it's all like sunny and bright and looks like the Caribbean. Think Captain Jack Sparrow is going to pop up any minute, but no. It's Captain Picard. Not Picard. Captain Kirk shows up. I would kind of love for Captain Picard to show up at this point. Fucking do an X-Men crossover here. Ah, that'd be fun. Didn't one of those movies end on a beach? I digress. Anyway, so. The German soldiers are like, where the fuck did that plane go? And all of a sudden they break through the scary barrier or whatever. Because apparently there's nothing protecting this fucking island from anything other than just, you know, clouds, fog. Which makes you wonder what happened if there were other ships that came through. You know, throughout the centuries. I mean, shit. Zeus lived a long time ago, right? This has been a while. How long did it take Diana to grow up? These are questions I'm asking, but they don't have answers and I'm not going to get any, so... Ah, fuck it. So yeah, all these Germans just pop out and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's dark night, foggy. Holy shit, we're in the Caribbean. Everything's there and there's a fucking... On that beach, there's that guy that we were chasing. Even though he was in a plane, we don't really know that that's what we're doing, but we're proto-Nazis, we're, you know, the Germans. So let's attack this island. You know, it's got to happen. Let's do this. And they're just invading in. They're coming. All their boats are landing. Nobody's really freaking out that, you know, everything became completely bright, daylight gorgeousness. Or they're not freaking out that all these Badass, hot, crazy women just start jumping off the cliffs and riding in with horses with bows and arrows and just start cutting them down like motherfuckers. And they kill pretty much everybody there. They kill everybody. All the Germans are dead. Amazons versus proto-Nazis. Amazons totally win. And as they're going through, you know, Germans have bullets. They have guns to fire those bullets. And Diane almost gets hit. I think we see her, like, dodge some bullets that she's, like, super badass. But, yeah, she's coming. Almost about to get hit. And Antiope, I think is her name. Antiope, I don't know. Fuck it. Robin Wright jumps. And I skipped a moment earlier. I completely forgot about that part where she's, Diane is fighting for her life. She's training. She's doing really badass. And she does this one move where she like crosses her arms in front of her. And this like big wave comes out and knocks the fuck out of Robin Wright Penn and puts her on her ass. And is like, hey, Diana's doing pretty good. Well, she doesn't do that now. She doesn't dodge any bullets. She doesn't do anything else. She doesn't ask what a bullet is or what a metal boat is or any of this other stuff. Now she just waits for this bullet to come almost hit her. Because she's defending, I think, Trevor... Or something. I can't remember exactly what she's doing, but she almost gets hit. Robin Wright Penn jumps in the way, takes the bullet, and dies. Several of the Amazons are dead. All the Germans are dead. I just want to point that out. Anybody that's a, you know, enemy of the Nazis, or even proto-Nazis, whoever they are, good on our book. Because they couldn't have Nazis in this. I don't know. Anyway, so they get old Steve. For some reason, they let him live. Because, you know, all these guys were chasing him. So he's got to be the good guy. Or at least some bullshit. So they get this, like, glowing rope. The lasso of Hestia. 
forces him to tell the truth, and they wrap it around him. And they're like, okay, what the, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, dude, the whole fucking world has gone to shit. There's a giant war. It's the war to end all worlds. World. I'm a spy for the Allies, and i got to get the fuck back home. There's this dude, this lady, Isabel Maru, doctor. She's mixing up all these chemicals. I was hanging out, speaking really bad Russian or German. Stole her notebook. I was trying to fly away. Bomb the shit out of their base. Had a great time. And did I tell you this Maru chick, she's got like half a face. She Don't fuck with chemicals is all I'm saying. And everybody's like, what the fuck is chemicals? I'm like, yeah, okay. But yeah, they're going to do a bigger gas that's worse than like mustard gas worse than all the biological stuff ever she's doing it on the orders of this general eric ludendorff there's this big weapon facility and i bombed the shit out of a lot of it and their planes couldn't follow me but their boats followed me for some reason somehow and i crashed here that's how it happened and diana's like it's fucking aries it's war he said the word war equals aries that's what happened and so I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta get him out of here. I gotta go into the real world. I gotta find Ares and I gotta fucking kill the dude. The only way to do that's with a god killer. So she has this like weird moment where she has to like, because everybody's her, her mom's like, don't, you know, your friend died. The person who trained you died to save this shit. Don't do this. Sit your ass at home. Maybe we'll kill the dude. Maybe we'll just, I don't know, tie him to a tree and throw coconuts at his ass for target practice or something. Who knows what we're going to do with Steve. But, you know, you chill out, Diana. Diana's like, fuck that. She climbs this fucking tower thing where the god killer is. She finds out she can, like, punch holes in bricks. Somehow this is not a thing that she's ever figured out before, that she can jump really far and punch holes in the bricks. She climbs up the fucking thing. She grabs the god killer sword. The magic outfit that we all know and love with the mini skirt and the you know bustier and everything and it's it's really badass looking. She breaks Steve out. I think there's a moment where she sees Steve naked. I may have missed this part where she's talking to him and he's bathing because they let him have a bath. Because you know, hey, if you're gonna hold a guy prisoner, at least he won't smell. And she looks at his dinkus. That's a thing that happens. Anyway, um. So yeah, they grab all the shit and she gets the lasso too because fuck it, some people may need to know the truth. The god killer sword, the armor. They all get in a boat and they, her and Steve and they're like, fuck it, let's go. You're going to take me out to this world and find Ares. And they're on the boat and they're traveling and there's this nice little scene where they're just kind of talking back and forth and they talk about sex and relationships and, you know, things could be pretty cool. And I really want to know at this point why, what sex education looks like on the island of the Amazons, where, for as far as I know, only one girl has ever been born. I mean, they probably have, I think they say they have books or something, Diana goes into it, but, eh, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Whatever we know is what we know. Let's just say they're all cool about it. Diana seems pretty free love. Everything's okay. If you like somebody, you like somebody. Life goes on. And then they get to London. And in London, they go to the Supreme War Council. They make their way through. But first they're like, yeah, you can't just like wander through the streets. She's got like a cape on. But she's still got just like that 
badass armor on. So he's like, yeah, let's get you some clothes. And they meet up with his assistant, who's funny as hell. Uh, the I can't remember. She played Lucy on that one Studio 60 show. And she also played in the original Office, the British version. She was the Pam character. I love this actress. She's awesome. But yeah, and she's funny as hell in this. So they go through the usual shopping montage of getting her in to clothes. And finally, they get her in sort of like a suit thing that she's all for. I think at one point she rips open the thing so she could move. A lot of comments about whether or not she can fight in things. You know, showing off her warrior stature, which, God bless her, it's fun. And where's she going to put her sword and all that? I think at one point she gets her sword caught in the the spinning door. There's all kind of different little funny moments here. My favorite moment, honestly, is when they're walking through and you, she just sort of looks over and is like, oh my God, a baby. It's the sweetest moment because she's talking about killing Ares. We have to go find Ares and kill him. Oh my God, a baby. Because she's never seen a small child before. And there is a sort of a nurturing instinct to it. It's a fun, it's a very cute, warm moment that, oh, she's like got multiple sides. She's this warrior person, but she's never seen a baby. She's never had this moment before. And it's very, very sweet and endearing. Like, oh, I don't have a anything to compare it to, though. I should. You'd think there'd be a moment in cinema where, I guess it's sort of like the kitten moment. Like where the the big bad evil henchman comes up and is like, ah, oh, look at the look at the puppy. It's sort of that sort of moment. But it's also, it, it's sort of, it's just really nice. So yeah, they go to the Supreme War Council and Sir Patrick Morgan is trying to negotiate peace. He's like, yeah, we, we, can, we can calm this down. And of course he's played by Lupin, so from the Harry Potter books. So you know he's good. He's a great guy, and he's really kind. He's nice. He's going for armistice. He wants everything to calm down. And everybody's like, why the fuck is this woman in here? And everybody else is like, yeah, fucking, all this is just bullshit. Let's just leave. So, you know, Steve breaks up, and he's like, I got this notebook that has all this kind of evil shit in it. And the German army's going to unleash this evil shit on us. This horrible gas. It's going to destroy everybody. It's a bullshit. And they go off in the, you know, this little side council because the only one that trusts them is this Morgan guy. And they're like, oh, what the fuck is this language in here? And Diana looks over and is like, oh, yeah, it's just like a, it's this kind of language. Yeah, we study all, we got a lot of time on that island. I study all kind of shit. I know all kind of languages. But yeah, the Germans plan to release the deadly gas, the Western Front, blah, blah, blah. So that's where I got to go. So peace, bitches. Oh, and, you know, Steve, stay home. Everybody's like, Steve, stay home. But Morgan's like, eh, Steve, maybe go. And they go to this bar. And Diana's like, we got to go kick ass right now. And he's like, eh, we'll go. We'll get some help. We'll get some people. So he gets a spy. He gets a marksman that's kind of weird smuggler guy that's a Native American. So they start traveling to the front at Belgium. And we learn that, you know, the spy, he can put on a lot of different accents. He's from a lot of different places. We learn the marksman's a little jumpy. He's been in war too many times. He's got too many, you know, maybe he'll make the shot when it counts, maybe he won't. And of course, the smuggler chief, the Native American guy, he knows a thing or two about 
people taking shit away from other people. So they get there and they're in the trenches. No man's land is in front of them. They've got to get over to the enemy trench, but there's no way to do it. It's no man's land. So, of course, no man can cross it. But a fucking Wonder Woman can. She jumps over there with her shield and her armor on. She, you know, she's changed clothes at this point. She starts running and, you know, the artillery starts firing at her. And her, it's just a really badass moment where she's standing there with her shield and just all that fucking gunfire is hitting on her shield and bouncing off. And she's just like, yeah, let's do this. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. I guess if she can do it and she's drawing all the fire, let's do this. And they all jump in. And they all go running in, and they completely take over the the front of the village of Veld. And the team celebrates. They all have a good night. They're partying, they're dancing, and there's a small kissy kiss happens. I'm just saying. Dan and Steve getting together, learning that they have a little bit more in common than they thought. And the team learns that, hey, there's going to be this big party, all the... All the proto-Nazis are going to be there. All the Germans, high command, is going to be there. So we're going to infiltrate that party. We're going to get in there. So Steve preps. He gets together with Samir, the spy. And he's he's got some German you know, thing, um, papers and stuff. And they get all their stuff in there. And they go in there with a the car. And they say, okay, y'all wait behind. And once we get in there and figure out what's going on, we'll come and we'll, we'll raise them a little bit of hell. And Diana's sitting back and is like, yeah, fuck that. So she finds this lady that's sort of about her size and shape. And we can only assume she knocks her the fuck out because we never see a naked lady running around in this party or raising holy hell. We don't know what exactly Diana does to this lady. She might kill her. Who knows? It's a good question. I don't remember what happens to her. But we walk in, we see Diana walking in with this killer green dress on. A big-ass sword in her back. And she goes in, and Steve's trying to locate the gas, and he like starts hitting on Maru, the lady with half a face. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And Diana's like, Ludendorff, he's my guy. He's the one that's going to kill us. He's the one that's going to kill us all. And I'm not sure if this has happened yet. Or if it will happen, but we've seen a demonstration of this gas at some point in this movie. And this is a perfect time of any to point it out. Where Ludendorff and Maru walk in to this meeting of the high command and they're like, Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? We got this shit we're going to do. And the German high command is like, I don't know, they're they're doing surrender and this war has been horrible. And Ludendorff is like, yeah, okay, but fuck that. Here's Here's a thing of gas. And a bunch of gas masks. And they walk out while the gas is spreading and all the dudes start like, ah, freaking out. And they start fighting over the gas mask and Ludendorff closes the thing. And Maru is like, you know that gas mask is not going to help them. I don't know what accent that is, but that's what I'm going to say she sounds like. And we see the gas mask, literally, the, the gas makes the gas mask crumple. And the dudes in there just like, just die. They're horrible. And like, holy shit, that's some fucked up things, man. That's messed up. That's gross. Yeah, and they just start laughing their asses off. Like, yeah, I knew the gas mask wasn't going to do anything. It was just funny. And like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Yeah, but she thinks Ludendorff's. Aries. Oh, and there's also like some little gas that Maru 
gives the Ludendorff that makes him all like high and strong and shit. But Steve at this party stops her. He's like, holy shit, you're here. And you got a big ass sword. Okay. We got to calm down. We got to see what's going on. But while they're talking, these cannons go off. And they see the shells land in the city of Vel that they'd helped capture, completely forgetting about the awesome thing that Diana launched herself up and blew up this whole church building to take out this one gun. Then one of the cooler action scenes in the entire movie, it's badass. Should have saved that village just for that alone. The place they first kissed. Holy shit. This is an important village. They get running out. They get running down. Turns out that gas landed and killed everybody in town. All the people they were partying with the night before. And Diana's like, fuck you, Steve. If you'd let me kill him, everything would be fine now. This whole team would be fine. I'm going to go kick his ass. And they chase him down there at this airport where he's loading up all this gas into this big old plane, a bomber aircraft headed for London. And Diana look, you know, gets to Ludendorff and he takes his fancy gas stuff that makes him all strong and they kick ass for a little bit, but he's no match for a seasoned warrior. She kicks the shit out of him, stabs him through the heart. It's like, hell yeah, war over. But nothing happens. The gas is still being loaded up. The dudes are all trying to, you know, scramble, stop the gas from being loaded into the planes. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And then Morgan appears, Sir Patrick. He's like, hey, guess what? Ares, total Ares. Total Ares move. Hide myself behind the seal of peace. Isn't that crazy? She's like, oh, fuck, and they fight for a little bit, and she gets knocked the fuck down and out. Steve runs over, and he's like, oh, wah, 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 wah. You know, very Charlie Brown. And only later does she realize that he's saying, I love you. And I'll always love you, Wonder Woman. Uh, he just says, I love you. He gives her, like, a watch or some shit. I can't remember. And then he runs off. He fucks off. And... Diana's like, well, okay. The guy I thought was the god killer's not. My hearing's a little fucked up, but let's do this. And they fight a little bit. And, Di- and he's Ares is just being a dick. He's like, yeah, I, I don't really do like the whole big war thing. I just sort of like nudge humans one way or the other, and they, they do this shit by themselves. I mean, I might have helped her out with the whole, you know, fucked up weapons thing, the gas and everything, but they were going to come up with that anyway. These fucking Germans, they know how to kill. The Americans know how to kill. Everybody knows how to kill. These Mar- these humans are just so evil. They're easy to push. It was their decision to use all these weapons I gave them. They're the ones that are going to do it. And so she pulls out the god killer and goes to kill his ass, and he's like, fuck you, sword, and breaks it. And then, this is about where we learn, why not? The Diana is the god killer. And this note says Zeus, daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta, Viola, whatever, queen of Amazons. I don't remember ever actually learning that in the movie or even in the comics. I've always thought she was like fashioned out of clay and they breathe life into her or something. I don't know. But yeah, Diana's like, fuck you. You're going to die. 
and they kick ass and the laboratory gets all blown up and all the gas gets blown up except for one bomber going off and as she kicks the shit and out of this Ares that's starting to like he puts his armor on he does this one badass thing where he makes this helmet and then uses two fingers on like to make eye holes and like drags it down to make a face slit so you can you know see that pretty professor lupin face and he just starts kicking the shit out of her and she's kicking the shit out of him and she does that cross thing where she crosses her arms together and a big light comes out all kind of cool shit happens and yeah steve takes off gets the plane and he goes all the way up and he gets it to a safe altitude so if anything happens it'll be okay and he's got a bomb with him and he detonates the bomb blows up the plane and himself steve trevor aka captain kirk picard dead age 27 and that's it diana's pissed she goes back to fighting aries and yeah she's just just pissed mad and sad and aries is like yeah use that madness use that sadness kill maru kill all these other people she starts thinking like you know humans are good even though they make bad decisions sometimes ultimately they're all right they're not bad so she doesn't kill maru and she uses that arm thing again to like redirect some power back to Ares and he blows up and well then the god of war is dead for good thank goodness nothing no other great bomb can ever happen because Ares is dead human beings will never go into horrible scientific ages where they will first use the weapons of the atom or you know just just throwing that out there because Ares isn't there to give it to him. All the way back to Sixth and Stones. Anyway, so yeah, they all celebrate the end of the war and Steve's life and everybody's happy. And we cut back to the present day because, remember, Justice League movie's coming out soon. And Diana's typing an email to Bruce Wayne. She's like, hey, appreciate that picture. It's reminding me of all the good times that I had when I first came to this earth and lost my boyfriend and, you know, learned that People were good and all that shit. And then we cut to final scene of her looking over Paris. Wonder Woman garb. About to go out and kick some ass. In movie. Cue that rocking soundtrack. Or whatever it was. It was really good music though. It's actually, I will honestly say, out of all the Marvel movies and the Justice League, that is the one music cue that I... I can sort of now remember the, the Avengers theme that really good orchestra but that fucking guitar man they did a solid job with that that's the only music cue out of all these superhero movies that i really remember that's like a score not like you know garden of the galaxy soundtrack or something yeah I, i give them major props for that major props for most of this story it does of course end with just folks punching the shit out of each other which it happens it's fine it's got a lot of Captain America vibe. That first Avenger sort of fits in with that with like, you know, there's these mystical weapons or something and this uber-powerful gas that's been used a dozen times. But a World War One favorite because mustard gas was a horrific thing. So, you know, let's dial that up to 11. Seems like there's a plane. I don't know if you can hear that. Sorry. Yeah, so there's some derivative elements, but again, they're all put together very well. 
this movie holds up completely. It's it's really fun. And out of the DC stable, it's probably the only one rewatchable you can go back into over and over again. Because Gal Gadot is magnetic. Chris Pine, I don't know if they're going to bring him back or if they could bring him back or whatever. Maybe they'll do a Bucky. He'll come back with a metal arm and start punching shit around. I don't know. Kills Tony, Tony Starks. What if, what if Steve Trevor comes back as the summer soldier and killed Bruce Wayne's parents? That'd shake some shit up, wouldn't it? Anyway, um, so yeah, that's Wonder Woman. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's banned for some bullshit reasons of war, people hating, one country hating another one. Just that that's the reason. And it kind of sucks because it's a really good movie. Even though it's available on DVD, they can watch it. And people are resourceful. So yeah, help us out, remember. Friends of the Library at patreon.com slash bandlibrary. One dollar a month, you get all the episodes, everything. Twitter, Facebook, mostly Twitter, bandlibrary.com. Remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get this, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this. And if you can help us out, there's a little survey button if we ever get advertising on this to tell us how you listen to this. It doesn't collect anything. It doesn't ask for your email. It's just basically listen to like, how long did you listen to this? How often do you listen to our podcast? That kind of bullshit. That's it for this week. We're coming back next week with The Great Dictator, Charlie Chaplin. I haven't actually seen this one, or if I saw it, it was a very long time ago. So maybe go watch that one. Come back. See why it was banned. Thank you for listening. Stay in. Read a book. Music, Dances and Dames, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.